from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Three of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We get you set for Super Bowl 56. Every Tuesday, we bring in our guy, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Eric, I'm not trying to pick at a scab. (laughs) I just still can't comprehend. And you were there. And you're doing the Surrender Cobra right now. I can't. And I know you're a fan of this team. It's 21 to 3. It's 21 to 10 at the 5. I, How, what happened to Patrick Mahomes? It looked like, I, I joked yesterday, it looked like he was Patrick Ewing or Charles Barkley from Space Jam. Where did his skills go? Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm joking about this as, as, you know, I had a few friends that messaged me during the game or like, is Patrick throwing the game? And I'm like, you know, obviously he wasn't, uh, but it was a, it was a drastic contrast. Like I, I'm somebody who, you know, in addition to being a Chiefs fan, I just admire Patrick Mahomes so much. And I was watching him during the game and there was like, you know, a, a point in time when, you know, Blake Bell, the second tight end for the Chiefs was kind of hobbling around uh, and Mahomes grabbed him by the arm. Like he was a child and walked him off the field like he was like a crying like kindergartner and basically was like, look, we have a touchdown to score here. Um, And he was so determined in the early part. I think the first game between the two teams made him want to basically end the competitive part of that game in the first half. And, And you saw it when, you know, they decided to go for it instead of kick a field goal at the end. And, and then in the second half, it was like a totally different player played the game like he was missing throws and like I when when overtime hit me you know the first pass of overtime he overthrew to Marcus Robinson by like three feet and I'm like all right this game's over it's and and that team the Chiefs have never won a game I never won a big game never won a game against a good team and the quarterback played poorly and 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 unfortunately that's kind of how they built the roster and and you know the Bengals uh you know not necessarily the better team but uh, I think they deserve to be in the Super Bowl. They took advantage of the Chiefs uh, playing a poor game, and especially in the second half. So we look at the Bengals, and this postseason, they've now won two games as dogs on the road. They're one game at home. They covered, so they're 3-0 and ATS. Uh, 
this postseason, and they go into the Super Bowl, early action on the Rams. And, and you know, I don't know if you've made a bet yet. We still have, you know, almost two weeks to determine which way we want to fire on this game. But we saw the opening line around three and a half. It's up to four and a half, pretty much painted uh, across town. Maybe some rogue fours out there. This matchup, Eric, how do you break down this matchup? Because we know the struggles that the Bengals have on the offensive line, and we know the strength of the Rams is on the defensive line. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think for the Super Bowl, you really either have to sit it out side in total, or you have to get in on it right away, right? And so my big read on it, and this is even before any of our models ran, like I was just going by sort of what I believed about the two teams. I took under 50, I took under 49 and a half, I took under 40, 49 and under 48 and a half. Um, it, it's sitting at 48 on DraftKings. There are other places where you can still get 48 and a half. I, I just think if you watch the two title games this past week, um, both teams wanted to run the football a lot. And both teams kind of kept the other team in the game a lot by being in second and nine all the time. And if they do that in this game, I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be a, a losing recipe for either team, but I do think it's going to play more to the under. I think it's going to look more like the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl and that game was 13-3 uh, than it will look like, you know, a, a 50, you know, 51, 52-point game, although the Bengals game against the Chiefs actually did go under uh, as an act of God on Sunday. Um, <laughs> and and I also grabbed a little bit of Rams. Now, I didn't get three and a half. I was not that lucky. I got four. I would say at this point, I'm just holding on to it, hoping that the the line gets up to maybe Bengals, you know, plus five, plus five and a half, because I probably would buy a little bit back on the Bengals just because of how uh, plucky Joe Burrow is. But the the biggest mismatch, and, you know, we're going to talk about this game for two weeks, but it, it's going to stay the same the entire time, which is the Rams front four, Donald, uh, Vaughn Miller, and a very good Leonard Floyd against a front, you know, five for the Bengals, especially on the interior, which can't block anybody. You know, it's interesting, Eric, because I do think that's something that Cincinnati has to figure out. I think if they give up nine sacks, you know, Matthew Stafford's not going to Ryan Tannehill, and they probably don't win the game. Having said that, this Rams team seems to really struggle with inconsistency. You know, they play a great quarter, then they kind of like lollygag around, you know, make, can't get lined up, offsides you know, kind of look undisciplined, and all of a sudden their talent kind of rises to the top. They find a way to win. I say that to say the four and a half, knowing that Burrow, Cincinnati, aren't going to give up. They've shown, like, a lot of fight. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm kind of thinking that the Rams struggle to cover these numbers because they always seem to have a miserable stretch, you know, at some point in all these playoff games. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, one of the one of the first prop bets I made, actually a sizable amount, I bet on the Rams to be the first team to take a timeout, um, basically minus 110. Um, when you look at, Mc, and, and granted, Zach Taylor, I don't think is as good as McVay at a lot of things, but, you know, McVay is, is a guy who just loves burning timeouts and, and challenges. Um, and so that's a prop bet to make. But to your point, Sean, this is a Rams team. Like, look, we do this thing called wins above replacement, and the Rams are the one of the most top-heavy teams in the NFL. They have three, when you look at Ramsey, Cup, and uh, Donald, though, those three guys are the most valuable players in the NFL at their position. Um, and you add to that Stafford, who's a top-five quarterback this year, 
Um, they're very much like, you, as you said, the cream rises to the top, and they've been relatively healthy this year, which has helped. When you run a, like a Stars and Jags kind of like formulation, you need uh, most of your Stars to stay healthy, and other than Robert Woods, they've been really good there. And then they went and got Odell Beckham Jr. to supplement. So they, they've kind of taken advantage of a year where not that many teams are great teams. And it's why when you get to a Super Bowl like this, you get two four seeds. And I agree. I think it's the team that messes up less which is going to cover this game. Um, and, you know, the, neither team has really shown a propensity to, to, to go, you know, full stretches of games of great football. And so I think, it, I think ultimately people are going to bet the dog when it's all said and done um, because of that. But I think early money's coming in on the, the Rams to sort of set that up to get the best number on the Bengals later on. You know, we were looking, and we got Eric Eager here from Pro Football Focus. We were looking at the current Super Bowl MVP odds. And two guys, you mentioned one of them, jumped out to me. And they're Rams, Aaron Donald and Von Miller. And on the other side, it was Trey Hendrickson. Mm -hmm. If that defensive line dominates like Tennessee's does or did, is it inconceivable that it could be Donald or Von Miller ending up being crowned Super Bowl MVP in a Rams win? Great question. I mean, uh, Von Miller's the last defensive player to win the award. That was in 2015 when he – you know, had a great game uh, against Cam Newton and the Panthers as a member of the Broncos. It, it's tough, though, right? Like, you know, even you think about back in 2019, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. Damian Williams, you know, probably could have staked a claim for it, having over 100 yards and the game-winning touchdown and all that. Last year, you know, the when a defense plays really well collectively, it, it's really hard for the committee to get or the voters to give uh, the MVP to any one player. So last year, for example, Tom Brady got the MVP, even though I think the storyline of that game was how great the Bucks defense played. So it, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to bet for individual defensive performances to win the MVP. The last time we had a non-quarterback, it was Julian Edelman in the Super Bowl uh, against the Rams. But even then, that was a game where the Patriots defense held the Rams to three points and an offensive player won the MVP. So uh, those longer shot bets, they're tough. Um, but yeah, I think you really do have to get like a long, a very long shot for me to bet it. I, I like Cooper Cup at six to one, but I also like the two quarterbacks because if you look at the money lines for the game, the Rams are minus you know one ninety, Stafford at minus you know one hundred. You have to think about the daylight between those two. How many games do the Rams win where Stafford doesn't win the MVP? Uh, and I think similar for Burrow, plus one sixty on the money line for the Bengals. He's over plus two twenty uh, to win MVP. Again, that daylight is. You know, I don't think it's that big anymore. I think when teams win, defenses are way more collective now. And, and so it's hard for the MVP to be a defensive player. So you almost have to pick pick who you think is going to win and then pick the quarterback as the MVP, uh, as boring as that sounds. Yeah, I do think uh, Matthew Stafford at even money is, is an interesting look at the game. If you do think the Rams will win, I do get a little bit worried that we see a, a you know an Aaron Donald type of performance. But you could bet a little bit on Aaron Donald as well, and it would still be less than betting it. Uh, at minus 190. We're talking to Eric Eager. Eric, we got about 90 seconds. Uh, I'm not, you know, you guys at PFF, you you love breaking down the coaches. Uh, and, and I'm curious where you guys are on Sean McVay. I, I'm a big Sean Bull, uh, McVay fan. I thought he was awful uh, on Sunday. So how did you guys grade him out? I thought the challenges were horrendous. It was confusing. <laughs> I was like, where where's this guy coming from? Yeah, he was really lucky that Kyle Shanahan was on the other side, right? I think that fourth down and two was probably the most egregious error, but then every other one uh, was a McVay error. I I think well, I think the the opinion on McVay is pretty universally shared, which is that 
as a, as a play caller, he's really good. As a schemer, he's really good. As a guy who gets the most out of his quarterback, play for play, he's really good. As a guy who has to make decisions on the margin, I think he could really use a mathematician or somebody on the sideline for the timeouts and for the challenges and for the fourth down decisions. He's kind of where a lot of coaches are in that regard. Andy Reid is similar there where he's just a brilliant offensive mind. But, you know, when it comes to time management and stuff, he's just not very good. And I, you know, in this game, I don't think he'll get, you know, he'll get uh, outshined by Zach Taylor. But Zach Taylor is better than him at those marginal plays. But he's not quite as good as him, obviously, as a play caller. So that, that's kind of my opinion on McVay. Um, hopefully, you know, for the Rams' sake, it doesn't get too close because that's, I think, where the lack of timeouts and lack of challenges can hurt them. At PFF underscore Eric is where you can find him. Eric, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week to get ready for the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. There he is. Eric Eager. It's the nightcap. You're on BC. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It's been an eventful night yes. in college basketball, the NBA. How about a huge dog? In hockey coming home. The Arizona Coyotes. They howl in Arizona. Well, if you're a believer, they are plus 225 tomorrow as well. (laughs) 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 They win in a shootout over the Colorado Avalanche 3-2. Have to uh, grab this tweet from Scott Seidenberg, who follows us every night with the look ahead. Great program. Said Colorado had won 10 straight, 15 of 16, and 18 straight at home. This was Arizona's 11th win of the year. The problem is the Avalanche have been winning all these games. Ow. 
Like are you, Scott's a lot like I am in that he really follows hockey. He does. And the issue has been Colorado's been a huge favorite, but they haven't been winning a lot of games by two. Mm-hmm. They've even been going to overtime in these games, but they've been winning. You know, so I think I want to say in the last ten they've played Arizona maybe three, four times, and they've all have been competitive except one. You know, so I could see somebody going with Arizona tonight, but you got to be right, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have. We, I mean, we joked about it last night. You were you were a little heated over over the the line. Well, a lot heated. But I I joked and I look I was more joking because I don't follow hockey nearly as close as you do. Uh, but I said, oh. Well, if you're so mad, take Arizona. You're the CEO of the dog pounds. I know. Doesn't get doesn't get doggier than that. Uh, but no. If you can figure out, there's a lot of value on the dog side, but you got to figure it out. I mean, because Buffalo and Vegas played. Vegas was minus four seventy five favorites. They're up five to one. The Lightning played San Jose. San Jose is two games over five hundred. The Lightning were minus three fifty. They won three to two. You know, so it's it's trying to find which one of these huge dogs is going to break through. Yeah, it's not easy to do. No, no, absolutely not. But a hell of a win tonight for Arizona in a shootout. We will uh, look more towards tomorrow in the coming segments. We got Phoenix and Brooklyn as. So the way our cameras are set up in the scorebook, I can only see one side. So 102, 112. So Phoenix leads by 12 right now, the final yeah, this is NBA over. game on the schedule. But is the cover? The cover's in doubt. Seven. Very uh, back door is still alive there for Brooklyn. Uh, with three minutes to go. We'll see if Phoenix can get the, uh, the cover there as a seven-point home favorite. Big news today in the college football front, Sean. And we've talked about it. We've speculated on it as really expected, even though there was a little bit of momentum to Wisconsin. USC lands Caleb Williams. Never in doubt. Really wasn't. Uh, I wonder what he got. (laughs) He got a bag. He got a big old bag. But Caleb Williams heads to USC. And they have been aggressive in the portal. Uh, they have a phenomenal recruiting class come lined up for 2023. But I want to point out a tweet from Bruce Feldman, because I think this kind of puts things into perspective. He said, will be fascinating to see if Caleb Williams slash Lincoln Riley can get USC into the CFP in two years. Caleb Williams will be a true sophomore. Likelihood is he's headed to the NFL after two years in in L.A. Mm -hmm. CW's very talented, but I'm not sure people realize the roster Riley inherited. No doubt the portal helps, but they just went 4-8. and D.C. Alex Grinch really has his work cut out from him there. He continued, one more tweet. Was around USC late in the season for a couple of days when they played UCLA and lost by 30 at home. Came away thinking this was slash this is slash was by far the worst roster the Trojans have had since before Pete Carroll arrived. And it's still more talented than half the conference. So I think the futures market. They're protecting themselves. People are going to bet on USC because of the sizzle. 
they're not there yet. However, to your point, you look at their schedule, Sean. They open against Rice. Their next non-conference game is Fresno State. Mm -hmm. They end the season at Notre Dame. So those are their three non-conference games. Middle of the season is all Pac-12 teams. Oh, by the way, they avoid Oregon in a crossover. I was going to say, I don't have any problem with someone that says they're going to bet Southern Cal to make the college football playoff next year just because I think the schedule is soft. It's cotton candy soft. I mean, they do go on the road to Utah. Utah's a preseason top 10 team. At the same time, it's Lincoln Riley and USC going on the road with a whole bunch of elite talent. Do you think if you had to pick one coach, you picking Kyle Whittenham or you picking picking Lincoln Riley? Well, I mean, Utah I think Utah, is a tough place to play. I mean, it's a tough place when to they're play. good, mm-hmm. and, and it's tough to go there. They're smart, intelligent crowd, you know, uh, emotionally. It was a tragedy on their team this year. They rallied around, but – I mean, I don't. I I, I would. I wouldn't be shocked if Southern Cal went undefeated and then lost by thirty-five in the in the semifinals. So here's I mean, my that conference is not very good next year. Here's my thing though about that, and we won't see to make the Final Four or playoff odds for a long time. Look, Cincinnati was a tremendous bet. That was fourteen to one preseason, mm-hmm. and you obviously cashed that if you made that bet. USC is going to have ridiculously short odds. So their win total is going to be really high based off of their schedule. I think Lincoln Riley, as a Notre Dame fan, I'm, I want to vomit because he's going to turn that program around. He's bringing in t- elite talent, and he was bringing California talent to Oklahoma. Now that California talent's going, and coming in to USC. They've gone heavy and aggressive in the portal. They obviously have Caleb Williams. They've got pieces but to what Bruce Feldman pointed out, in the trenches, they don't they're have not to there be, yet. Because the Pac-12 is not a deep conference. I agree. And, I, and that's that's a great point. Well, yeah, there's no elite quarterbacks in that conference next year. Who? I mean, you, you see, when you when you really peel back the layers and look at that conference, it's, I mean, they could run the table. They could. Yeah. Or they at least be going into the Notre Dame game undefeated. I think they lose to Utah. And not, well, they could. But And the portal's not done. There are a lot more kids yeah. going to leave after the spring. A lot more going to leave in the summer. So it's not done. Once Lincoln, trust me, once they get through spring football and he really gets an idea of, okay, if they have a gapping major deficiency somewhere, it'll get filled. Well, before they start with Rice, before they, Rice. before they get on the field against Rice next year. So when so the Heisman Trophy is determined. Mm-hmm. Before the playoff, right. obviously. Caleb Williams, you look at Baker Mayfield, you look at Kyler Murray, both won Heisman trophies with Lincoln Riley as their head coach. I think the difference is Oklahoma has built in national imprint type games. Like everyone watches Oklahoma, Texas, no matter what. If Texas is good, Oklahoma's it's kind of one of those deals. You know, for whatever reason, the Big 12 has had some other high-profile, prominent teams. Oklahoma did a great job of scheduling huge non-conference games. So Let me tell you this right now. USC Notre Dame, if USC is as good as they are, that game will 100% be 8 o'clock oh, absolutely. Eastern Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Then 
You've got the then you've got the Friday night Pac-12 championship, likely against an Oregon or a Utah. You've got that or yeah, you've got that road game at Utah. I think you could talk. I think you're misinterpreting. I think you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm saying there are premier games for Caleb to shine, but not like in Oklahoma. I disagree. Um, Notre Dame USC is bigger than any game Oklahoma. Yeah, absolutely. That's also the last game of the season. Exactly. Right. The the why did Bryce Young win the Heisman Trophy? Because he beat Auburn and he won the SEC. He was not the favorite going into Thanksgiving weekend. But he got on the national media's radar in the season opener versus Miami. Now, he put a bow on the box versus Auburn and SEC championship game, but he introduced himself and his million-dollar NIL deal in the season opener against what people thought was a much-improved University of Miami squad. The difference with that, though, Caleb Williams is already on everyone's radar because of last year, because well, of the we'll Texas. I'm not his first year full time starter. I'm not giving him the Heisman. Just yet. saying, I'm not giving it to him either. It's all about odds, baby. I'm not going to bet Bryce Young at four to one. It's the nightcap here on Veasan. This is the nightcap on Veasan, the sports betting network. Getting ready to watch the big game. We want to make sure VEASAN is part of your plans. On Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com. Leading up to the sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year. Make plans now to join VEASAN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VEASAN.com. Game is over in Phoenix, and the Suns have won and covered. Nice win there for Phoenix and the cover as well. A couple college hoop games still concluding as uh, just down the street from where we sit at Thomas and Mac Arena, UNLV trying to get the cover and win against their in-state rival, the Nevada Wolfpack, with a space, remember that. 62-52, to 4-14 to go in the second half, and Fresno State over... In San Jose, California, thumping the Spartans 56 to 37. You mentioned that there were some uh, some hockey games that were intriguing yeah, to you. It was. I uh, thought there was a lot of value in uh, the Islanders on the puck line tonight. It's a Senators team that got a win last night as an underdog by playing the second of a back to back. Islanders won 4 1. And I also thought the Rangers, who were a home dog, had mm-hmm. a lot of value tonight, and they beat the uh, Panthers. Panthers. I think it was 5-2. to two. So, uh, overall, good night for Puck Stradamus. I'm still kind of disappointed. You know, when the minus 475 on Vegas and the minus 550 on Colorado, although if you took the could've plus gone. 400 on the Coyotes, hey, hats off. You could have won. you really a uh, Coyote I, believer, they're plus 200 tomorrow, plus 225. I'll tell you what, I mean, there's no doubt that Moneyline parlays were blown up all over the place with Colorado. Unless you had Coyotes. Well, I'm just saying. I'm I'm sure people to try to lower the juice, puck line, or just money line and put them with the Vegas Golden Knights or, I don't know, Phoenix Suns, whatever it may be. You escaped out if you took uh, Vegas on the super puck line, minus two and a half. And even that was only, like, I think, plus 105. So... 
anything jumping at you tomorrow, we've got Edmonton. Absolutely. Edmonton at Watt. I'll go through them, uh-huh. and uh, you can just yay or nay them. The Oilers are at my caps. You faded my caps today. Mm-hmm. That did not work out for you. Go caps. My number one play tomorrow is Edmonton Oilers. I think this is a great spot. I think uh, the fading my caps again. I just Edmonton was in Washington already. They were rested tonight. The Caps were on the road at Pittsburgh in an emotional uh, division game where they had to fight, scratch and claw, and come back and find a way, you know, to beat the the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, I think tomorrow's a trap game for them. Edmonton's been playing a lot better lately, and uh, I love Edmonton tomorrow. It's probably my best hockey play. So, that's Puck Stradamus all the way. Um. Okay, so you love Edmonton tomorrow plus mm-hmm. one fifteen. That's the only thing right now I'm willing to put in the air. Everything else I gotta I gotta sit and wait. But I love Edmonton. I've been waiting on this spot since Monday. I think it's a good spot for Edmonton right here. You know, you yell at me for fading Davidson all the time. Mm-hmm. You gotta stop fading my Caps, man. Well, the Caps have been very bad to me when I've backed them. I've lost money with the. I Caps feel like you year. can't figure it. I feel like they're. They, they, they're, team, they're my kryptonite. Just, yeah, when I'm with them, they stink it, it up. Out. I'm just so you're going to go against them again. I am because I think it's a bad spot for them against an Edmonton team that's playing better. That's a solid team. They're playing the second of a back to back. I'm telling you, they put a lot into that game today against Pittsburgh. They were flying around the ice. They were checking. They, that was a division game. They wanted that with those points and they got them, you know, but now Edmonton's coming to the house tomorrow. So I, I, I like Edmonton in this one. I'm actually getting a lot of value. So. I probably have a significant amount on this game, to be honest. Okay, Edmonton, the Oilers. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna cheer for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we can both win, though. We can't. I mean, whatever. Mike, Mike, the Caps can lose. It's fine. I'll cheer for you. Go Oilers. You could take the total. Nah. I got to figure out what, how I'm gonna lose money in college basketball. I'll do that. Uh, we'll, we'll do that in the next segment. I'll figure out how to mo- lose money in college. They've basketball. got some good games tomorrow. Yeah, a couple of interesting ones. Um, got Shaka as a dog. Right, you got to ride with your boy now. I know. Don't come in here talking about you forgot or, you know, you you just weren't sure. Shaka's your boy. Shaka's my guy. And I've already told you Villanova is not Villanova. I know you don't like him. Yeah. It's a tricky spot, though. We'll, 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 I want to preview that game in the final segment. Um, L.A. at Detroit. Right now, L.A. road favorite, minus 140 at the Red Wings. Calgary... <laughs> Against those red-hot Arizona Coyotes, Sean. Hey. They both were playing a second of a back-to-back. I probably would lean to the under initially in that game, but I, I want to wait and see who the goalies are going to be. Got uh, that game right now. Calgary is minus 285 at DraftKings. Minnesota at Chicago. Got Minnesota minus 145. Uh, on the road, so you got a couple couple home dogs tomorrow: Detroit, Arizona, Chicago, and the Islanders at home are laying a dollar sixty against the Kraken. I do like one NBA game initially too. I like the Grizzlies. Off that at loss the to the Seventy yep. Sixers in overtime. Yep, both off. So they'll be rested. 
Memphis right Mem now. This is presuming that every it's minus two and a half. I think this is presuming that everybody's playing. Two and a half at DraftKings. Three here at Circa just got posted. That'll go up tomorrow. So if you like the Grizzlies, jump on that tonight. Hey, if you want a late night dumpster dive, we got Portland at the Lakers. Yeah, who's no, playing? No for LeBron. No, AD. no Dame, obviously. I mean, I don't know who's playing in that game. Uh, Lakers just posted minus three in that game. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of NBA has been posted just yet. I know John Moran will be fired off to play in the Garden. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree. And uh, for my for our season win total under, let's go Grizzlies. Let's take care <laughs> of business there on uh, the on Knicks the are New three York games below five hundred. You should be good. We're trending. I mean, good. unless they get in, like, what's the number? Forty. Uh, 43. 43. Oh, I mean, you're good, man. Come 43. on. I can't lose. Why are you going to do that? You just, you've taken the mushing to a new level because you, you, you didn't like that you mushed Aaron and now you just mush altogether. Here's the musher. You're trying too hard. You want to sell your ticket? No. Okay, then. I'm not mushing. Well, now they're going to go on an, an eight game winning streak. Well, then I have the ticket and I have mushed myself. You don't want to sell the ticket. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Stop your whining. I'm just saying you're trying too hard with the mush now. Adulthood to Tim. You're trying too hard. Can we set an appointment? No. I, I'm just. I'm strictly advocating that you made an excellent bet. Well, I listened. To Jim Root. No, no, no. I listened to JVT. Oh, Tom. that was JVT, JVT because he liked uh, Minnesota over. Their preseason total, and you like the Knicks under. Man, you know what I would have liked? And I think, I keep seeing tweets pop up. Uh, I think JVT mentioned this early on when he was on uh, Follow the Money. He liked the Cavs to make the playoffs at plus 900. That's, I mean, that's that's a win. I wouldn't be against playing a small wager on the Cavs to win the Eastern Conference. Woohoo! Let's look at that right now. I mean, the Cavs are going to get Colin Sexton back to what's already a great lineup with Darius Garland, uh, Evan Mobley, uh, Jared Allen. You need to make a bet then, sir. What, what's it? What are 30 it? to 1 at DraftKings yeah, in mean, the Eastern Conference. Who, who should they be afraid of? I mean, of course, Milwaukee. Healthy, you, healthy you Brooklyn, You got to respect Milwaukee. I'm not worried Miami's about Miami's the number one seed. First of all, stop saying Brooklyn. Brooklyn's one and done. One and done? Yeah, Kyrie can't play road games. Cigar bet? Well, listen, Kyrie can't play road I games. I know he can't. Right? They're not going to be one and done. And where, where, hold on, where are they at right now? I don't want to put my if they have, If they have Kevin Durant and James Harden, they ain't one and done. I'm not saying they're winning the East, but they ain't one and done. And if who the playoffs started right now, mm -hmm. how many teams get in? Eight. Well, with yeah. all the play-in and stuff. Yeah, eventually yeah. it's eight. Brooklyn's like the last team before the teams in the playoffs. Right. Play-ins. Then take my cigar bet. They're, they will make the Eastern Conference semifinals. Tim so, says yes, you say no. So eight teams get in, right? Correct. One, eight, seven, one. Right now, Brooklyn has the Miami Heat in round one. They don't make it out of that. No, they don't. Yeah. They're the eight seed? Yeah, they're the six seed. No, so the six plays the three. Right, hey, the Miami's the third seed right now. Okay. Chicago's one, Philly's two, Miami's three. All right, so so take a cigar bet. We'll put it down. I'm just uh, I, the way this is playing out. I, I don't know how they then take the bet. I I say that Nets make the Eastern Conference semifinals. You say they don't. Let me think about that. 
Oh, you seem pretty confident over there. You're saying well, they're based not... on how the seatings are right now, I do. Well, then that's why you should put your money where your mouth is or your cigar is. Pipe down, buddy. They might not make it. They end up in this playoff. Well, if they don't and make it. And they're the road team. I mean, the home team. Kyrie can't play. If they don't make it to the playoffs, guess what? You win your bet. Yeah, let me think about it. Hmm. Seems like a pretty advantageous bet. If, I mean, if you ask me, I don't know. Talk some college hoops. Wrap things up. It's the nightcap here on VC. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all your betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to play, and tips from our experts. Visit vsin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. We're wrapping things up here, putting a bow on the show, and uh, congrats. Well done. Hometown team, the UNLV, running Rebs. Not only beat the in-state rival Nevada, get the cover. Seems like they're rounding into they being a, a, a team that could make some noise as we get into the conference tournaments. So that'd be good for them to make a nice little run, um, kind of turn the season into, like, probably not going to be a great season, I was thinking, after, you know, the first – little bit of the season, but they seem to be playing better now, you know. So, hopefully, I, I'm a, we need to get to a game. Well, I was looking at the schedule, um, and I think uh, we, we've already discussed the situation at hand, so this might not be a great day for you because mm-hmm. you were supposed to be at Duke, but you might be on dad duty. Yeah. Colorado State's coming to town on a Saturday night in February. Bring the kids. Five o'clock tip. You got to hook up for tickets? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Because, uh, I mean, I got to be right there by the bench. In case Cougars having a bad night, we got to be able to help. <laughs> You're the former NFL player. I don't know. Sure. I, mean, I didn't go to UNLV. Didn't Randall Cunningham go to UNLV? He did. Yeah, he's yeah, got to go. Yeah, we can call Randall. Yeah. Randall Cunningham. Yeah. Call, call up Randall, and uh, he'll get us some tickets. So, bring the kids. It's a great activity. Five o'clock, not too late. Yeah. You got to get the little guy. 
No? Yeah. So there you go. Put that on your radar. February 19th. We just might do that. Revenge spot for Colorado State. Uh, but a good win. UNLV gets the W. The Mountain West, fun conference, man. It really is. Uh, UNLV right there in the middle of the pack. 12-9 and nine now. Uh, actually, 13-9 and nine now after that win. So good win tonight for UNLV. Only one game left on the board. And uh, Fresno State's going to win and cover at San Jose State. All right, Sean. What do you say we take a look? at the Wednesday slate of college basketball. And let's start with a very interesting team. Are you going to listen to me this time? Before we get there, before we get there, Purdue. Purdue, fourth in the country. You watched them over the weekend. Jaden Ivey, he is a superstar. Going to be a lottery pick. It's a big number. They're on the road at Minnesota, Sean. It's a big number. They are laying 10 and a half. I kind of like Minnesota here. Here's the reason why. Purdue should win this game. They probably will win this game. Big Ten home teams as dogs are, have been profitable this year, and Purdue just can't figure out ways to hold leads. They had a huge lead over the weekend against Ohio State. They squandered that, ultimately won the game. I think this is a spot where Purdue, coming off an emotional win on Sunday, Against Ohio State, hit that big three. Might be sleepwalking a little bit through this game. Catching, laying ten and a half. I would look towards the dog a little bit here in this spot. Minnesota plus ten and a half. I don't have a strong opinion, so if you like Minnesota in this one, I mean, I'm tending to go with you. I think that's a big number. Minnesota can be tricky place to play because, like, the benches are, like, in the basement. Yeah, they're down on the floor. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) I'll probably leave that game alone, but. How about this one, Sean? Late night. I'm all over Vandy. Oh, you want? Okay, let's get. I'm all over Vandy. Let's get to Vandy. It's the ultimate letdown spot for Kentucky. After going and beating Kansas. Crushing Kansas. In Lawrence. You come back home. 15 and a half point favorites. Yeah, you get a Vandy team that's talented but not playing well from a win-loss standpoint. They're kind of banged up, so I don't see Ty Ty and those guys. I don't see Calipari trying to log them a whole lot of minutes. I think Kentucky wins, but I can see this being a an ugly one. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit earlier this year, Auburn, remember they beat Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Now, they went on the road that, that, that week, but they played Missouri, and they won by one. Right. So it kind of has some of that feel. Yeah, they're just going to try and get through this one. Yeah, 15 and a half. Probably be a sleepy crowd there. What is it, Rump Arena? Yep. Look it up, Kentucky, real quick. I think they have. This weekend, they play Alabama on the road. A little bit of a look-ahead spot. Alabama's down this year, so maybe not a massive uh, look-ahead spot. Butler stinks. What about so they probably went your outright. alma mater, Tulane, No. at Houston, Sean? No. Why not? I think we're better at home. 17-point dog. Yeah, I, you're, think, I think we're better at home. Mater. I think we're better at home. All right, let's get to these next two games because they're interesting to me. Wisconsin at Illinois here at Circa right now, Sean. Illinois is laying seven and a half against the Badgers. Now, something to keep in mind. Is Cabela playing? That's all I want to know. I believe they're fully healthy. If Cabela's playing, I like Illinois in this spot. Lay the seven and a half. Yeah, he's a difference maker. So Wisconsin has had a, a whole bunch of close games this year. They are... For the metrics, the sixth 
luckiest team in college basketball. They're 17-3. and Earlier this week, or on Sunday, they beat Minnesota, didn't cover. They went on the road. Brutal back, uh, backdoor cover if you had Nebraska. They got smashed at home by Michigan State. They have been winning but not covering right. as of late. Seven and a half is a whole lot of points to be laying. Kofi yeah, should be back. I just think when Cabela plays, Illinois is a different team because now you have someone that can break the defense down. Wisconsin's man-to-man athleticism is already lacking, and it, it makes the the guards better because now he can drive and dish. He drives and finishes. You know, I just think he – everybody thinks it's Kofi. To me, Cabela is who's going to determine what kind of run Illinois makes in the NCAA tournament. So I, I like Illinois to cover that number if wow. – if Curbelo's the point playing. guard is playing. It is the yeah. anticipation that Curbelo yeah. uh, will be playing that. And I'm then, a big fan of his. Then how about this game? Late night. My guy Shaka catching points at home. If you don't play Marquette on the money line, don't come to work tomorrow. <laughs> Revenge spot for Villanova? Marquette is, Shaka is a home dog. I know. I feel like I've been hearing that since and it's it's been a fr- midnight madness happened at all the campuses. And I was very right. Right? You were like, take the gold team and Midnight Madness because they're the underdog. Like, that's how much you've been on Shaka. So, you better not jump off now. No, I jumped I jumped off for a brief moment. And regretted it. And regretted it. Yeah. They they won on the road at Seton Hall. I cover, I covered this weekend against Providence. They probably should that won, they won that game. How about the start time of this game? 9 p.m. local tip time. In Milwaukee, 10 o'clock East Coast. Good for us. Villanova at Marquette. Phenomenal for the show. Very excited for this. Four-point spread in this game. Ooh, I got to. I got to auto-fire on my guy, Shaka. I wish I my, I need to try to find a four-and-a-half out there. So right. We'll see if we can get uh, see if we get my Shaka smart at four-and-a-half. Looks like the South Point has a four-and-a-half. So. Uh, I, I think you should take it on the money line. Well, in the morning, I can do so, but... Yeah. Take the get the number now. Yeah. But just sprinkle a little money line. It'll make you feel good. Come on, Shaka. This is not the normal Villanova don't, team. Don't let me down, Shaka. This now, is this is not the normal Villanova once team. Once again, Villanova, revenge on their mind. Kenny White, our good friend, always talks about revenge. It's one thing to have revenge, it's another thing to be able to act on it. Like you can have malice and want to do something, but you have to have the ability and skill to do it. And I told you, after the first four minutes of Villanova-UCLA early in the year, I said, this isn't the same Villanova team we've been watching make these deep runs. Well, if you were watching early in that game, Villanova looked great early in that game and then fell apart. No, I, was, I see little things. Down the stretch. Yeah, I'm sure Sometimes I see dead people. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like when you were telling me, oh, yeah, I saw, uh, <laughs> what did you say today? You saw. You saw Providence in warm-ups. Yeah, I saw Providence yeah. in warm-ups. Yeah, I was like, oh, do you have a secret feed? No. You get to watch warm-ups? Like, you you could... weren't showing it on TV. No, I've got the private feed. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, at the little <laughs> private liquor lounge. Oh. I mean, cigar lounge. I got the little private feed. Right. Yeah, they were ready to go. They were fired up. They were fired up. <laughs> yeah. So they were like saying. You're full of baloney. Red who? Yeah. You're full of baloney. Did they win it? Uh, they did. Okay. They did. So, obviously, I, what I saw was accurate. All right. That's going to do it for uh, for our show. By the way, Notre Dame's at Miami tomorrow. I don't know. That's a terrible spot for Notre Dame. Uh, They're, they just got blown let's out. Let's go Vanderbilt. Two. Vanderbilt. All right. You're going to go with the dog. Dog uh, pound. I like it. 
I'm definitely rolling with Illinois big. I love Illinois minus seven tomorrow. All right, good luck on yeah. that one. I'm going to stay away. I feel like whenever I bet against Wisconsin, they find ways to win. I'll bet on the other Wisconsin team, Marquette at home. Don't let me down now, Shaka. Let's go, Shaka. I'm, ba- I'm, I'm backing you again. Don't let me down. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Thanks to uh, Vinny Maiulo. Thanks to Greg Allman. Thanks to Eric Eager. Huge show tomorrow. Tim Kirkchen will be in studio. Nice. I'm still waiting on confirmation. We on could have a very guest. big, big guest yeah. in the studio. Scott Seidenberg next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.